the first movie that we're going to be going through here today. And so that's kind of why they sang that. Before, though, I share with you about the first movie of our series, I want to just tell you about some things that are going on here in the church. First of all, you know that while we do this series, our kids are going to be having a blast every single weekend. So you need to be bringing your kids, bring friends, their friends, have them hang out because we are going to be enjoying things every week over in kids. And next week, all right, here's the schedule. Next week, BMX bike trick people are coming in and it's going to be really cool. They're going to do it right there uh, for the kids to watch. And so it'll be a fun event next week for the kids. Some of you adults are saying, hey, wait a second, can they do that in here? We're not doing that in here, but they're going to have a blast. So every week, just keep up with the calendar if you have kids so you can know what's going on. Also, uh, I have been mentioning for the last couple of weeks how important the work is we do here in the summer. From reaching first-time visitors every week of the series as adults to the kids we're going to reach and kids' ministry, but, but what about our Wednesday nights with our students? Can I just share with you a regular weekend, or a regular Wednesday night, what happened last Wednesday here at our church um, as we reached the students, 6th or 12th graders? Um, how about 12 kids coming to know Jesus Christ? 278 students with 28 first-time visitors, and I just, I said last week, like, we are reaching people this summer, and that's why we're doing All In, that's why we're doing this campaign to say, hey, please help us as we go through the summer. Also, don't forget, in two weeks, we're having Father's Day weekend here at New Walk, whether you come on Saturday nights or Sunday, it doesn't matter, everything is still the same, and you can see some of the things we're doing for dads, like axe throwing, so I don't know how that's going to go, but... No, the truth is, is the people that come and do that, uh, they're a part of this church. They do an amazing job. It's really well done. And so I think it'll be kind of a fun event. You see some of the other things happening as well. The giant Jenga, dad's root beer. Uh, grand, we have grandma's cookies that are going to be happening. So you, you got all that happening. Be here two weeks for our Father's Day weekend. All right, first movie that we're going to be dealing with uh, is called, it's from this movie, it's, it's Into the Spider-Verse. So right now this weekend, the Spider-Verse series is continuing with a big kickoff of, of this weekend in the new Spider-Verse thing that's out there. Now, uh, I want to uh, intro that clip here in just a second, the first clip to the movie that we're going to be dealing with. But let me just circle back and help you understand why we're doing this. This was a very popular series for us last year, and uh, it's really a way for the church to dig into some of these themes that are being brought forth in movies, uh, bring them to, uh, to people who maybe are unfamiliar with church and don't see sometimes how these movies are pointing them to some of life's greatest human questions. We're bringing out those questions that are being asked in those movies, pointing people to Jesus. And before you say, well, that's kind of odd. Let me just tell you that we see occasions in Scripture where this has been done. Uh, let's look at just a second and a moment in history where Paul is speaking to some unbelievers, uh, people who don't know anything about God's Word. And here's what the, Paul says here to this group of unbelievers. He says, for in him we live and move and have our being, and some of your own poets, as some of your own poets have said, we are his offspring. What Paul is doing there is he's quoting Eratus, a famous poet philosopher of the day, and he's saying, hey, when you guys see what you see in that poetry and, and in that artistic form that Eratus is doing, 
it reminds me of what God's word says. And so he's taking secular and he's pointing people to Jesus. That's really what we're doing in the series. And of course, if you're a regular attender to our church, it's a great series to make sure you are inviting people because people will say, oh, okay, I'll come to church for that. It sounds kind of interesting. So I hope you're inviting throughout this series. Now, as uh, we get into this first film and go through this weekend, don't, don't miss the fact that the film industry is a 2022 $77 billion industry. Uh, a large swath of the entire planet Earth population goes to the movies <laughs> or has seen a movie in the year 2022. And the things they are seeing in these movies are oftentimes dealing with these great life questions. Now, they're getting the wrong answers usually. So again, we want to give right answers to some of these great questions. But pay attention to some of the themes in every one of these movies. First one, Into the Spider-Verse. Several years ago, it was released. And we're going we're gonna to pick it up right at the beginning where uh, we see this young boy who is kind of in that stage of high school where he's trying to like figure out life trying to figure out purpose, trying to figure out identity. Uh, should I roll with this group, this group, or this group? And, and will people like me for who I am and all that stuff that people are dealing with at that age? But also, I think as adults, we deal with some of those struggles as well. And we're going to get into that in just a moment. But our character that we're following, his name is Miles. And here's the first clip to begin the movie. would have been fine. You can walk plenty on Saturday when you peel those stickers you off. You saw that? I don't know if that was me, Dad. And the two from yesterday on Clinton. Yeah, those are me. Troll, look at that. Another new coffee shop. You see that, Miles? Totally, yeah. You see that one? What's that one called? Foam party. Foam party? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Come on. And everyone is just lining up. You see that, Miles? I see it. Is that a coffee shop or a disco? <laughs> Dad, you're old. Man. Oh. Reports of another mysterious seismic event last night. Sources close to Spider-Man say he's looking into the problem. Spider-Man. 
I mean, this guy swings in once a day, zip zaps up in his little mask and answers to no one, right? Yeah, Dad, yeah. And meanwhile, my guys are out there, yeah. lives on the line, uh -huh. no mask. You know, we show our... Oh, face. no. Dad, Dad, speed up, speed up. I know these kids. You know, with great ability comes great accountability. That's not even how the saying goes, Man, Dad. I do like a cereal, though, man. I'll give him that. Oh, my gosh. Don't cops run red lights? Well, yes, some do. But, uh, not your dad. <laughs> Can I go back to Brooklyn Middle? Miles, you're giving it two weeks. We're not having this conversation. I just think that this new school is elitist. elitist. And I would prefer to be at a normal school among the people. The people? These are your people. I'm only here because I won that stupid lottery. No way. You passed the entry test just like everybody else, okay? You have an opportunity here. You want to blow that, huh? You want to end up like your uncle? What's wrong with Uncle Aaron? He's a good guy. We all make choices in life. It doesn't feel like I have a choice You right don't. Now. I love you, Miles. Yeah, I know, Dad. See you Friday. You gotta say I love you back. Dad, are you serious? I wanna hear it. You wanna hear me I say I love you, Dad. You're dropping me off out of school? I love you, Dad. Look at this place. Dad, I love you. Dad, I love you. That's a copy. <laughs> Tie your shoes, please. I love you, Dad. Short, huh? That's a copy. Oh my gosh, this is this is embarrassing. We wore the same jacket. Hey. Yeah. His shoes untied. Yeah, I'm aware. It's a choice. Is uh, one of the themes of this movie. If you're digging into it a little bit, it is identity. You know, who who am I really on the inside? Who, what is the truth about? Who I am, and and so we see the awkwardness of this boy who's searching and trying to understand all of that. And in some ways, we see even on our adult culture today, it feels like that doesn't leave us. Like, where do I fit in? What are the answers to the great questions about my life? Does my life matter? I think deep down inside, every one of us wants to know that our life is made to, to make a difference in humanity. We want to be that person, but. But who are we really? And God says, yeah, after you get past all of the superficial things you're worried about, do people like me and do pe what do people think of me? God says, yeah, I've been trying to get you to pay attention to something I want to reveal to you on the inside about your life. Here's what God says about how he views everybody that walks on this planet. First Samuel chapter 16 in verse 7 says, the Lord, it says this, doesn't see you know, the, they, the way that they, people look at things, the way that you see them. People judge by the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at, what is he concerned about, what? The heart. And God has been working a plan for humanity and working it uniquely for each one of us. It's then incumbent on us to discover what it is that unique wiring is inside of us. Some people, though, float through their entire life. In fact, there are people right here in front of me right now. If I asked you the question about your God wiring and your God identity, you, you can't answer it. And you don't know the clarity of that. And that clarity is so 
important. So I put this in your notes. We have fill-ins. Here's the first fill-in. If you're writing these down, it's critical to understand this. God does know your identity. However, if you do not discover that identity, this world will be glad to give you one. Right now, in your face, 247, this world is saying, be this, you are this, you are this screaming at you, identity, and, and, and what we know is that if you're going to live in that world and you're going to live in that identity crisis mode, one day it changes, next day it shifts, next day it goes over here. That's what the world does. It changes truth all the time. But God says, I have a foundational identity for all human beings, but you have to decide to discover it. And so few people today in, all, in our culture are deciding to discover that identity. Well, Miles is in a place where he's trying to figure this out, and he has this uncle who is not of healthy influence. You saw in the first clip, the dad was like, you know, Spider-Man, he doesn't really like him, and that's because he has a wrong thinking about something that happened with Spider-Man. I don't have time to go into that, but they also talked in the first clip about the uncle, and they they don't see eye to eye, and the truth is, we find out later in the movie, the uncle is not so good, but In this clip, we see the influence coming in from somebody unhealthy into Miles' life. Watch the next clip. Should probably go. Still got a paper to do tonight. Yo, you been holding out on me? You throw these up yet? Nah, man. You you know my dad. I can't. Come on. I got a spot you ain't gonna believe. I can't. I can't. can't. Whoa. Brooklyn! It's a lot of history on these walls. This is so fresh. Now you on your own, Rob. Oh, slow down a little. That's better. Too crazy? No, man. Miles, I see exactly what you're doing there, man. Yeah. You know, me and your dad used to do this back in the day. Stop lying. It's true. Then he took on the cop thing, and I don't know. He's a good guy, just. You know what I'm saying? All right, come on, man. I gotta roll. Go. 
Well, if you're familiar with the Spider-Man shows, you know that when that bite comes, things are about to change. And it does do that, as we know, for, for miles as the movie goes forward. But I, I want to stop right there just for a moment as I think about that, where that spider bites him. And it reminds me of a really cool pointing back towards, towards God's word. And, and here, here's what I mean is, I don't know, like for me, I experienced a transformation in my life the day that Jesus Christ bit me. He got a hold of me. My life radically changed at that moment, and it began to just, it was, it, it, not just in that moment, but also over time, things began to transform and change in my life. Do you remember the first time you were bitten by the gospel of Jesus Christ? Do you remember the first time that things began to change in your life? I, I would submit to you, like, if you're not familiar with that time in your life, I wonder if it ever happened. And I'm not here to say whether it did or not, but like I, I know that there's that moment where God's love bit me, and it changed everything about my life going forward. And I had to go through some of those changes and awkwardness that came with some of that, but it was a very real part of my life that God chose this for me, and he wants it for all of us. In Jeremiah chapter 1 and verse 15, God says, look, I formed you in I, before you were even in the womb, I formed you. I was shaping. I was creating. I was doing things. Before you were born, I set you apart. I had plans for you in your life. He wants you and I to discover those plans, that connectivity with our heavenly Father. John chapter 15 and verse 16 says this, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit, that there is this opportunity to encounter that connection of what it means to have that relationship with our heavenly father, and when we discover that, it sets us on a new path in life. I put this fill in in your notes. God chose you, and he chose you, that opportunity for that bite for your life, chose you for a purpose. And he wants us, again, to discover these plans, these purposes for our life. Sadly, though, most Christians today are not digging into that purpose, those plans. They're just not. They have that moment, that day, that encounter maybe where the forgiveness of their sin takes place, and maybe it's very real, but, but then from there, they, they just kind of stop. I love in Paul's letter to the Philippians, the, these believers on this journey, he's writing this letter to them, and here's what it says in Philippians chapter 1. It says, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine, making requests for all of you with joy, for the fellowship in the gospel from the what day? The first day you were bitten until now, being confident of this very thing that he who has begun a work in you will complete it until the day of Christ Jesus. The, the reference there that, okay, there was a beginning, but that this work would continue all the way till the end. Again, most believers today, it seems anyways, aren't in that flow. I won't speak for everybody in this room, but it does seem like sometimes all we want is a get out of hell free card. All we want is fire insurance. But outside of that, we don't have any intention of that progression and that growth in our faith. 
at growth is so critical, and yet it is awkward at times trying to navigate, this is the way I used to live, this is the way I'm living now, and all the oddities that come with that, and Miles is encountering transformation, and it's put him in a little awkward feeling about life and what's happening to my life now going forward. Here's a little clip about some of that awkwardness. Check it out. Okay, he'll never find you. No. He's got a nice voice. Open up. Keep sticking, mouse. Sticking. Please keep. St wait, wait, wait. How could there be two Spider-Men? There can't be two Spider-Men. Can there? Things are changing. I, I remember in the early years of becoming a believer in Christ. Like, okay, like these are the people I used to hang out with, but now there's a new crew. You know, journeying in life and. This is the way I used to live, and these are the things I used to do, but now things are changing, and this is the new way of life. There's that very real transformation that takes place. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17 says this. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become what? A what? A new person. So the old life is gone, and the new life has begun. And it's a portrait of change that's happening. Yeah, it does get difficult to navigate along the way, but... But we have help in that navigation. As a matter of fact, when you look at Miles, uh, you see there at the very end that comic book drops on him. And actually in this movie, we see the reference to the comic book on more than one occasion. And that comic book serves as sort of a guide for him to kind of understand some of the things that are going on in his life. Does that sound like anything familiar to you as a Christian that you're going through these changes and there's this book that you have access to that gives you guidance? Does, anybody, does that sound familiar? Yeah, Bible, right? Some of you know that. And uh, we have that word to guide us through our own transformation, to help us understand where I'm supposed to be going. Remember the famous text? It was even in the lyrics of uh, one of the songs we sang early on here to start this, this weekend off. In Psalm 119 and verse 105, it says that, God, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And so if I'm trying to figure out transformation, where to go and what to do, God, you are the one in your word revealing that to me. God, I don't know how I'm gonna take this next step in my growth. And God, I don't know where this road is leading me, but I know you're calling me out into new way of living and transformation. The Bible says in Romans 10, 17, that faith comes by hearing and by hearing the word of what? The word of God. God's word is what instills in us the faith to encounter more and more transformation in our life. Miles is 
going through this transformation. He's trying to sort all these things out. And then what he discovers is he has this encounter with Peter Parker, Spider-Man Peter Parker, who's uh, not doing real good health-wise. He's gone through a battle, and he's probably going to, uh, he is going to lose his life. But there's this encounter with Miles and Peter Parker where he begins to discover that not only is this transformation happening in him, but there's something bigger that needs to be dealt with that's taking place. Here's the next clip. Okay? I'm fine, I'm fine. Just resting. Can't you get up? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I always get up. <clears throat> the coffee's probably not a good sign. Fine. Now. Listen, we got a team up here. We don't have that much time. This override key is the only way to stop the collider. Swing up there, use this key, push the button and blow it up. You need to hide your face. You don't tell anyone who you are. No one can know. He's got everyone in his pocket. What? If he turns the machine on again, everything you know will disappear. Your family, everyone, everyone. Promise me you'll do this. He's uh, realizing that there's something bigger in store, not just his transformation, but something else he's got to pay attention to. And I put this in your notes. There's a bigger story that God wants all of us to discover, bigger than ourselves, right? I have my own personal transformation, but then God wants to reveal that you and I need to be plugged into something bigger that's taking place on this planet. Have you discovered that developing story and connectivity in your life that God has you connecting with really other believers to encounter uh, this kingdom of God building that God wants us to be a part of. Uh, it, it says this in the text in 1 Peter uh, chapter 1. It says, it was revealed to them Okay, we're talking, about, we're talking about the prophets of the Old Testament. We're talking about people that served God in the Old Testament, uh, that they were serving not, they weren't serving who? Themselves. No, but you, humanity. God was utilizing them to serve, all, to serve God, but also uh, humanity. Uh, to, so not themselves, but you, in the things that have now been announced to you through those who preach the good news to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven, things into which angels long to look. All it's saying is like, hey, do you understand that when God is utilizing humanity, it's to make a difference in humanity. It's to bring change in humanity, and that becomes the bigger story that you and I are connected to along the way. That there's this ability for us to connect with a real superhero and then us work through the guidance of that superhero. What am I talking about? I'm talking about, of course, the fact is, is that I only embrace one, you, you understand this one true, real, actually real superhero, and that is King Jesus. He is the real superhero. But you know, we make movies all the time in our culture today about superheroes. Have you noticed, like, all the time now, all the movies are about superheroes. Like, we're on Captain America 42, 
okay? Like, it just keeps going and going and going, and they keep selling and selling and selling. And why is it that these things just keep happening over and over again? Well, it's a connection to something deep inside of humanity, which is this. I can see this world is broken, and something needs to be done to fix it. There's got to be a fix to this situation because I'm looking around at all the messiness. And so we long on the inside for somebody to come along and fix it. Who's the hero? Who's stepping up? Who's making the difference in humanity? And that brokenness for me and my life that I see around us in humanity doesn't point me to put all my hope in a fake Hollywood superhero. It points me to remind me that my hope is in Jesus Christ. He is the one that's going to settle all the accounts. He's the one that's going to settle all the scores. He's the one that's going to set justice into motion fully and completely. And so I trust in him as this hero for my life. But I connect to his hero story, and I can be sort of a mini player hero in that story that God is doing through the gift of his son, Jesus Christ. Colossians 1.15 says, hey, if you want to study a hero, it says this. It says, he, Jesus Christ, is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. If you, you want to know about the amazingness of God, what you do is you study Jesus because Jesus is God and he is the image of God. And so when you study the scriptures and you study Jesus, you're learning about the superhero, you're learning about who God really is. And so he becomes the one through God's word that I'm paying more and more attention to because he is the guidance to all of this bigger thing that's happening on the planet. Look, in the Christian life, through God's word and studying Jesus, you and I are on a path to grow on that journey. I put this fill in in your notes. In the Christian life, this goal that we have is to grow in God's power and to live a life that looks and acts more and more like Jesus. That is the journey that we're on. You're on that as a believer. I'm on that. And though I will never be perfect like Jesus because he's the only perfect one, I can be on a journey that helps me emulate and know more and more about who he is. And so I get on that path. I don't just stop at salvation. I keep on moving. The Bible talks about this transformation that we've been hitting on over and over, this key theme to the movie, right? Identity transformation. Big parts of, of this movie that point us to God's word. Ephesians 4.24, I'll give you, rattle off several of these here. It says, and that you put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. God, I, I, I'm going to continue in that newness. It goes on in Colossians chapter, nine, uh, chapter 3 verse 9. You have taken off your old self with its practices and you've put on You've put on the new outfit. You know, you've put on the new deal that God has for you. You put on the new self, which is being renewed. How do we renew that continually? It is in the knowledge of who Jesus Christ is found in God's word. It says in Romans 13, 14, clothe yourselves with the Lord Christ Jesus. Jesus constantly, constantly, I want to learn, I want to connect, I want to figure this out more and more every day of my life. Well, Miles is in a place where he is trying to sort through all of it, and uh, what he's going to find out is that uh, not only is there this transformation and this bigger story, the bigger story is that the world, as you could imagine, is in trouble, 
and his part in this is like to handle his Spider-Man job that he has been tasked with in the dimension that he's in. But there's this other guy who's really angry. His name is Kingpin, and uh, he has built this thing that's going to really have a terrible effect on the planet. And if we don't stop this building and this completion of this machine and what he's trying to do, it's going to wreck humanity. And what a task he's got to be involved in. But he's not alone. He's going to discover there are other spider people in other dimensions that are able to come and help him on this journey. Here's the next clips. Can't electrocute me with his hands and ass. You're like me. I got some questions. Why do you look like Peter Parker? Because I am Peter Parker. Then why aren't you dead? And why is your hair different? Why are you older? And why is your body a, a different shape? Pretty sure you just called me fat. No, no, just... Hey, listen, you don't look so hot either, kid. Most superheroes don't wear their own merch. Are you a ghost? No. Are you a zombie? Stop it. Am I a zombie? You're not even close. Are you from another dimension? Like a parallel universe where things are like this universe but different? And, and you're Spider-Man in that universe? but somehow traveled to this universe, but but you don't know how? Wow, that was really just a guess? Well, we learned about it in physics. Quantum theory. This is amazing. You can teach me just like Peter said he Before would. Before he died. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, all right. Look, I made a promise to him. Here's lesson number one, kid. Don't watch the mouth. Watch the hands. <laughs> Peter, seriously. Trust me, kid, this will all make you a better Spider-Man. Hey, are you, are you okay? No, I'm not. What's going on with your body? I don't think my atoms are real jazzed about being in the wrong dimension. <laughs> Look, I'm not looking for a side gig as a Spider-Man coach. I got a lot going on in my dimension, like a lot. With great power comes don't great... Don't you dare finish that sentence. Don't do it. I'm sick of it. You're, You're like me. My name is Peter Parker. My name is Penny Parker. My name is Peter Parker. I, I was bitten by a radioactive, radioactive spider. Pig. So, uh, how did you get here? Well, it's kind of a long story. Maybe not that long. And now, we're just trying to find a way home. The only way home is back through that collider gizmo. The only trouble is... One of us has to stay behind and destroy it. I'll do it. No, 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 no. You guys don't get it. Don't get what? <laughs> None of you can stay here. If you stay here, you'll die. I'm the guy who's gonna turn it off. And I'm gonna get you all home before I do. Look, I made a promise. So... I have to keep it. Who are you again? This is Miles, and he's gonna save the multiverse. Yeah, man. This kid can turn himself invisible. Watch this. He can do it now. I can't do it on command. He can't do it on command, but it is cool. Show him the zappy thing, Miles. 
Can't do it on command. He can't do it on command. But he can do so much more. Like what like what else do you do? Just those two things. Just those two things. Yeah. Oh, man. Look, I've seen him in action. He's got potential. I think he's gonna get us home. Yeah, so now he finds out, hey, there's all these other people that can help me along the way to try to win this battle. And of course, it reminds me of the value of a healthy and vibrant local church. It reminds me of why you need a church family. Because in a church family, as you're going through transformation, there are people that can pull up along, alongside you, mentor, guide you, walk you through the process of what it means to actually discover life change and to embrace that. It's, it's what pastors do. It's what uh, leaders in the church can do. It's what Celebrate Recovery and Recovery Night people that partner with you can do, help mentor you and guide you through transformation. Uh, I think that... In our church, it could be small group leaders or just maybe somebody in your small group. You know, I've mentioned before, early on in my Christian journey, having men around me that were mentoring me on this new transformation, I needed that so much. Women need that as well. And so I hope that you're considering, like, where can I find those mentors? Of course, one of the great places is to be plugged into something we have here at our church. I'm not sure if I've mentioned it before. We have groups at our church. Have I talked about that? Okay, I have talked about that. All right. So I won't spend a lot of time on that, but it's something that happens. It's why we do groups. There's these smaller settings that are going on throughout the week where we're connecting with people and can encounter some people that maybe can help guide me through some of the transformation I'm going through in my life. It is critical for the believer, whether you're new on the journey or continuing on the journey, to always have that guidance happening around you. Proverbs 13 and verse 20 uh, says this, he who walks with wise men will be wise, but the companion of fools will be destroyed. So I want those wise people around me. I want people that can experience and know and understand, like, this is what I'm going through. How do I work through this? And God tells us through his word that the church does this. Galatians 6 in verse 2 says, share each other's burdens. And in this, uh, and, and in this, way we will obey the law of Christ. We're going through this connectivity in the work of the church. Say, help me through this process that I'm going through. Help me through transformation. Help me work through this situation. So Miles is figuring that out, that there's others that he can look to and rely on. They're getting Miles ready to take over his dimension, to take over his own battles that he needs to face in his dimension as a spider person. But now here is this next clip where they're saying, okay, let's find out if Miles is really ready for this moment. Maybe he's not quite ready. Here it is. Miles, I came to say goodbye. We can say goodbye at the Collider. You're not getting it. You're staying here. I need to be there, so you can all go home. They are going home, Miles. I'm the only one staying. You're taking my place? If you stay here, you'll die. I'm doing what needs to be done. I need the goober. Please don't make me take it from you. That's not fair. You gotta tell them I can do this. It wasn't their decision. I gotta make Kingpin pay. You have to let me make him pay. Miles, you're gonna get yourself killed. But I'm ready. I promise. Ah! Then Venom strike me right now. 
or turn invisible on command so you can get past me. Look, I know how much you want this kid. You don't have it yet. I'm sorry. When will I know I'm ready? You won't. It's a leap of faith. That's all it is, Miles. A leap of faith. see okay miles he's just he's not maybe quite ready just one final little leap of faith to cross over that line is all that's needed and i love the portrait here because he's they're saying like you we're not done we're not done with you like we're going to keep investing but we can just see that you're not ready yet folks this is what christians do all the time we believe in the potential of others and we want them to encounter Jesus or we want them to encounter spiritual growth, maybe it hasn't happened yet, maybe it will generations down the road, years down the road, days, weeks down the road, but we don't stop, we don't give up, we keep moving ahead and we keep investing in and embracing people who need to take that leap of faith and encounter more of who Jesus Christ is. I put this last thing in your notes, believers always invest and care in, invest in, and care about the potential of the next generation or even people around them right now, even though they may not even uh, know those people. They, they're not even I, don't even, I don't even know some of the names of the people who will be here in the next weeks at our church, but I wanna keep investing in them because I believe some of them are gonna take a leap of faith, and I wanna invest in what we're doing with our new facility because it's what I believe is going to happen is people that I don't know are gonna take that step and cross that line of faith. As believers, we do that. And I'll make one final plea this weekend to ask and invite you, if this is your church home, to be a part of investing in what we're doing here in the summer. I know many of you are already doing this, but I've been talking the last couple of weeks about our all-in campaign, and I've been saying we need your help this summer. We put the pedal down in reaching students we put the pedal down in reaching the kids and the kids' ministry and reaching adults. We're working through the summer, but a lot of times people stop giving during the summer. I am asking, I am inviting you, if you're not set up to give automated while you're traveling, doing all the things you're doing this summer, consider signing up for that. If you'll do that today, and today's the last day, we've got the gifts to give you as a thank you. We've got the uh, really cool New Walk mug. We've got the, the beach bag as well. We'll give you those today if you'll say, I'll sign up and support regularly this summer what New Walk is doing to support the ministry of New Walk. If you'll do that, if you're willing to do that, take the card. This is the last week we're doing this. Take the card that's on your seat. Grab it. Go to the connect table on your way out and say, I am ready to be a part of All In. Something really cool. We've been talking about this the last couple of weeks. Over 100 families in our church have taken that step to be a part of All In. So thank you for those of you that are doing that. If you haven't, please consider supporting our church regularly this summer and take that card with you. Well, in our final clip, we see a battle take place that Miles is a part of, we see that he's finally ready, and then he takes the little Spider-Man victory lap. Here it is. Why is this always difficult? Oh, we're good. 
Any last words? Can I get a minute to think about it? Do you have a pen? Goodbye, Peter Parker. this thing guys i got it i'll go i'm the one with the goop oh you gotta be kidding me don't wash the mouth wash the hands oh. be careful Ooh. that was crazy now we taught him that right i didn't teach him that and you definitely didn't I'll hold them off. You shut this down. Peter, that's what did they do? Push the green button. Do not wait for me. What are you doing? Peter, you gotta go home. This guy could kill you. I can't let Spider-Man die. Neither can I. It's okay. Yeah, it is okay. You gotta go home, man. How do I know I'm not gonna mess it up again? And you won't. Right. Ain't a leap of faith. Part of the move. Okay, let's do this one last time, yeah? For real this time. This is it. My name is Miles Morales. I was bitten by a radioactive spider, and for like two days, I've been the one and only Spider-Man. I think you know the rest. I finished my essay. I saved a bunch of people. Got hit by a drone. I did this with my dad. Met my roommate, finally. Slapped a sticker where my dad's never gonna find it. And when I feel alone, like no one understands what I'm going through, I remember my friends who get it. I never thought I'd be able to do any of this stuff, but I can. Anyone can wear the mask. You could wear the mask. We didn't know that before. Hope you do now. So I'm Spider-Man. I'm not the only one. Not by a long shot. Hey, 
Yeah, so we see our guy, he arrives and gets his work done. Yes. <laughs> he says, though, hey, we're all, kind of, he's saying we all can be a part of this. And in the work of the church, we can all be a part of this journey together. If we don't do our part, if we don't get a part of the bigger story and make a difference in our community, our culture, our humanity, we're missing out great opportunities to partner with what Jesus is trying to do on this planet. In fact, if we miss our opportunity, it has a huge impact on all of our culture. And here's what it says in Judges 2 and 10. If we don't do our part, here's what it says. It says, after a while, the people of Joshua's generation died, and there was a whole other generation that was raised up that did not know the Lord or any of the things he had done for Israel. We can miss an entire generation if we don't step up and do our sort of superhero type of part to help be a part of engaging and connecting with our culture. It's not easy to discover this type of living, but Jesus says if you want to find real life, give of your own life and discover what real living is. And in that, you discover this greater mission and purpose that God has given you. Do you remember when you were bitten? Do you remember when God got a hold of you? And are you a part of that bigger story? Let's pray together. And God, thank you. God, you're revealing things to us, truths about identity, transformation, having a, a brotherhood, a sisterhood, having connectivity, this greater picture that's going on in humanity. God, I thank you for those who've gone before us to lay the foundation of what this church has, and to see the difference in our community and others are stepping into that bigger thing that's happening uh, in this community as well, but perhaps there's somebody here and you do not know the power of being bitten by the gospel of Jesus Christ, how it transforms your life from an old way of living to something very new and powerful purpose for your life. You can turn to the Heavenly Father today, right where you're seated, just like I did one day sitting in a church. I surrendered. I said, God, I want you to be large and in charge. Forgive me of my sin. I want to be a part of the story you're working on this planet. Forgive me, God. Help make me new. I believe in what Jesus Christ did on the cross for me, that I could be forgiven. God, I'm ready to trust and learn and grow in this new way of living. In Jesus' name, amen.